Welcome to Global Supply Chain Week. I'm JT Angstrom with Freight Waves. Joining me today is Brian Away, of, uh, co-founder and general partner of Refashion Ventures. He's also the co-founder of the Worldwide Supply Chain Federation. In addition to that, Brian, I know you work on a lot of other projects. I want to dive into those in a little bit. But before we start that, thank you for joining us and welcome. Thanks for having me. This is this is exciting. I think the idea of a global uh, supply chain week is is absolute genius. But then again, it's you guys at Freight Wave, so I'm not. So surprised. You're not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Okay. And, and I see you're wearing the supply chain, the New York supply chain meetup uh, uh, shirt. So I'm glad to see that again. Uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. Hopefully things are going well with that project. I've been um I've been wearing the t-shirt for like I don't know more more than a year straight and. Like I was telling you before, I have like 15 of them. So I just keep going through them one after the other. It's good that it's good that you have a rotation. Yeah. Um, so now today we're going to talk about freight tech investing in themes, um, yeah. which I think will be a fun discussion for us to have. Yeah. Before we jump into that, can we talk a little bit about your background and some things that you've been involved in over the past couple of years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for for uh, for people who are encountering me for the first time, um, you know, I come from, I grew up in West Africa. I come from Ghana, grew up in Nigeria, came to the States to go to college on a grant. Uh, most interestingly, in 2008, joined a family office, built a venture, an early stage venture fund from scratch. It was great experience. We got to something like $100 million of AUM. And in 2015 is really when I started thinking about, you know, what I should specialize in and and hit upon supply chain as what I think is the most interesting area in early stage technology going forward. Met Craig, as you know, in 2016, loved the idea as he described it to me then, but failed woefully at persuading my team to have us invest, which is one of the regrets of my life. And he never ceases to remind me about it when I meet him. Um, left uh, KEC Ventures in 2018. Uh, the team is off doing various different things and thought about, you know, what I should do next and thought, you know what, I, I believe so strongly in the opportunity in supply chain and technology and innovation that I should try to build a fund from scratch, which it turns out is not a very easy thing when you come from a village in West Africa. Um, and then along the line, uh, realized when talking to startup founders that they tend not to understand the industry as well as they should. And then, but they understand the technology. And then when talking to industry executives that they understand the industry and the business and the problems, not the technology. And so the idea for the meetup, which now is growing into a network of meetups was to bring these two groups. We call them the builders and the buyers of supply chain technology together on a frequent basis to talk to one another and start building some trust. Yeah, yeah that's tremendous. Thank you for that overview. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> Within that context, um, can you talk to us a little bit about some of the themes you're seeing, first and foremost, in the investment space? And we'll jump into the industry and operational space. But in the investing space, while talking about you know the past 14 months at this point, recognizing that 2020 was kind of special, so maybe we focus on the, the recent history before we do the look forward. Yeah. So I think the lesson that I feel people are taking away from 2020 is that supply chain visibility is more is much more important 
than executives in different industries had previously thought. And I think I wrote an article, I can't remember which one it was, I think it's the one that said, it might be two or three weeks ago, that said a visibility is the backbone um, uh, uh, for, for supply chain platforms. I think what executives, so, so, and you know, even as recently as 2019, if you talk to executives about supply chain visibility, there would be sort of a chuckle and whatnot. Yeah, they're talking about visibility again. And then 2020 came along and suddenly it became really important to know where your goods are, right? And what the ETA is going to be. If something goes wrong, how do you react to, to that incident? Um, and so now what I'm finding in various uh, forums, uh, both, you know, when you're talking to senior executives, so from the top-down perspective, and then when you're talking at the meetup level, people who are more at the ground level and seeing what's happening day to day, there's a lot of anxiety around what's going on, where are my goods, what should I tell my customers when they call me irate. And so that's that's definitely something that 2020 has taught us. Now, in order to have visibility, your data has to be in decent shape. And so I think there's now a lot more interest in figuring out how do we get the data that we have into uh, a state where it can tell us what's happening. Yeah, I think certainly visibility and, and, and data, which are interrelated, but also there's a lot of other uses of data that are highly valuable in the transportation space have been really core themes. If we were to dive into visibility a little bit, can, can we talk a bit about um, some of the success stories, at least thematically, maybe not necessarily by logo, some of the success stories in terms of value propositions, and then perhaps also some of the core themes for enhancing or more deeply penetrating visibility in the supply chain space, whether it's through venture capital or through organic growth amongst, you know, large platforms. Yeah. So, so, so two that, so two that I'll talk about, and we're not investors in either. So that there's, that there's just so much information that, um, that I'm privy to. And I mentioned these in the article as well is, um, Project 44, which I think just closed a $100 million round um, not too long ago. And then Tive, which is a younger company than Project 44, it just, it just closed a $12 million round, I think uh, they announced. And I think that they're, they're interesting in the sense that Project 44 is taking more of what I would call the platform approach. And so the idea is that other systems like Tive should be able to plug into Project 44 and enable uh, visibility for their customers. Um, and then Tive is actually a hardware device with the functionality on the device itself in addition to, to some software. Um, and so I think those are two different themes, right? So Project 44 is pure software. Tive is hardware with software functionality that can work on different uh, platforms. I think from my perspective, th th those are two of the really broad themes. And then of course, uh, different companies will want to add their own secret source to either of, to either of those themes. Yeah. And, and how would you, and you've mentioned two phenomenal companies that are pretty well, relatively well known in the space, if not very well known in the space. How would you categorize, you know, sort of 
which inning are we in in the stage of penetrating visibility across the supply chain and how much more upside do you think there is to get full visibility and you know or transparency really across the supply chain i i to to be honest i do not know to be honest i do not know i i, I think there is there is a lot of uncertainty right as early stage vcs what we're trying to do is to to make a judgment about uncertainty and see if there's a way for us to profit uh, uh, from it i would be i would be skeptical of anyone that says they know exactly how things are going to play out right the the sense i get is that executives now get it they understand that visibility is important and visibility is going to is likely to become the platform on which other functionality is built and i think that's why the excitement about project 44 and tive is is what it is now could i be wrong i certainly could be i certainly could be completely wrong right there are companies that have raised billions of dollars and then gone belly up we work being one example that people will remember uh, recently, but my my instinct tells me that. Um, so th th there's another article I wrote uh, again in Freight Waves. This was I think sometime in twenty, early twenty twenty, just as the pandemic was starting, and I think the title was "Is twenty twenty the year of um, of." Uh, of uncertainty or something like that. And the question was, are we going to have more events that disrupt supply chains globally? And if that if that is the case, what does it mean? And I think, like I said, executives are realizing that we're entering a phase like that. There will be either it's weather or it's a trade war or some other type of natural uh, disaster. Um, and, you know, like we like we said before, you're going to need to know what's happening in your supply chain. It's difficult to do that with no visibility and no data. Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. And so I, I think that's a good outline for some of the core themes that were underscored throughout the last 14 or so months. Could we talk a little bit about a look forward, right? And, you know, undoubtedly anticipate or expect visibility to continue to be a theme over the next 10, 12, 14 months. Are there other thematic things that uh, our listeners, our audience should be thinking about interrelated to investing in the freight tech economy? So I, I, I think automation is another one. Um, uh, in you know, March and April of 2020, as the pandemic was starting, uh, people would say to me sort of tongue in cheek and sort of hoping to <laughs> hoping to to find me in a gotcha moment um, they'd be like so mr supply chain how are supply chain startups going to fare <laughs> in this environment and my response was you know i expect that uh the ones that actually have a product that is creating value for their customers will do extremely well because what supply chain startups fundamentally set out to do is to enable their customers to do more with less that, that that's really what supply chain startups are set out to do and so i i think in whatever area one is thinking about an automation is certainly such an area, right? A lot of the activity in supply chains that is repetitive, manual, tedious, when it doesn't have to be so, 
I think there are a lot of people who are saying, is there technology that can help us get rid of this? And how do we implement that technology? Especially if our employees can no longer be together in the office, right? So that um, a, the answer to a question is just a shout over a cubicle wall uh, away, right? Then you have to start thinking, well, is there technology that, that can allow us not to be together, to be distributed in different parts of the world, but to still get the job done on our customers' behalf? Yeah. Now, uh, investment in freight technology has grown almost exponentially over the past five, 10 years. Can you talk a little bit about the risk appetite and the capital inflow or outflow into the space? So uh, uh, that's a question I won't have a very good answer for because I tend not to pay a lot of attention to those sorts of things, right? I'm more like, let me talk to founders and startups and let me see if they're doing something I think is useful. And if, if I think that's the case, then, 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 then let's see if we can make an investment. So I'm more of a bottoms up than, say, a top down uh, person. Now, that being said, my belief is that the opportunity, and, and I said this at the beginning, my belief is that the opportunity in supply chain broadly, not just in logistics, but supply chain management, supply chain logistics, supply chain finance, you know, procurement, all the all the different aspects of supply chain. I think the opportunity is so big and so global that my instinct is we haven't even scratched the surface. Another way to think about it is, you know, when I say to people, I really think this is the biggest, the biggest investment opportunity of our lifetime in terms of early stage technology investing in supply chain. Um, they say to me, you know, something like, well, what about climate change? And I say that's a that's a that's a fantastic question, um, you know. And and then it's as simple as you know. Do do we generally accept that human activity is what is leading to climate change? And generally, the answer is yes. You, you know, with some debates, whatever. But generally, it's human activity that's leading to climate change. Okay. Well, what drives human activity? All human activity. It's supply chains. And so if we're going to get our arms around climate change, then we have to get to the point where fundamentally we're rethinking how man-made supply chains are designed, how they're built, how they're managed, how they're operated, um, and so on and so forth. And, 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 and that's really the thinking behind the name of the fund that we're building, right? That supply chains are going to have to be refashioned in a very fundamental sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and, and that's certainly a, a very global perspective to talk about right. the, the changes in human activity associated with supply chains. I think that's a, that's a very thematic way to be thinking about the world. So with that, are there any final thoughts before you know we, we sign off regarding things that are really top of mind for you, uh, uh, core activities that you see within the sector or core players in the space that have perhaps been on the sidelines or are coming back in? What are the top three things that are on your mind that you think about day to day as you think about navigating 2021? Uh, so one, as you, as, as you know, I spent the last six months of 2020 focused on AI and I, I started calling it the AI and supply chain uh, uh, series. And the reason I started that series is that I was reading The Economist, the, uh, the quarterly uh, the quarterly, uh, uh, the technology quarterly in, in the second quarter of, of 2020. 
And they basically said, you know, if you're one of the internet giants, artificial intelligence, you know, broadly speaking, is fantastic. If you're not one of the internet giants, then artificial intelligence is, is useless and basically dead. And I thought that's not what I'm hearing, at least that there's a lot of excitement around AI and machine learning and supply chains. And so I decided to look into it. And, you know, what I found is there is a lot of interest in quote unquote artificial intelligence and supply chains. But what that means is in many cases, you know, when people are talking about AI, they're really thinking about deep learning. And to do deep learning well, you need a lot of data. So now there's a lot of talk about data. In every instance of a startup I looked into for the series, uh, data was an issue. So there's a lot of talk about data. And then the, the, the other thing is um, people just want technology to solve their problems. They just want the problem to be solved, right? And, and this is the basis for trying to get the techies and the business executives together. At the end of the day, I really don't care what type of machine learning you're doing. Just solve my problem. Um, and, you know, that it has to work at every level of the supply chain, strategically, tactically, at the operational level. So the truck driver has to benefit from it. The fleet manager has to benefit from it. And the CEO and the CFO have to benefit from this technology. And so, you know, speaking to the startup founders who are uh, uh, reading freight waves and watching this and thinking about how they build innovations for supply chains, that's, those are the three things that I'd want to, the three parting thoughts I'd want to, to leave them with. That's tremendous. That's, uh, that's very thoughtful. I think I certainly appreciate that. And I, I hope and expect that the audience does as well. Thank so, you. With that, Brian, we're, we're, we're coming to a close. It, it's great to see you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. We hope Thank to have you on again soon. I'm sure we will, but uh, we'll certainly look forward to that. Thank you. Thank you, JT. So with that, uh, Brian Away, co-founder and general partner of Refashion Ventures, co-founder of the Worldwide Supply Chain Federation. I'm JT Angstrom with Freight Waves. Thank you very much for joining Global Supply Chain Week.